0: Hi guys, this is Sideline Talk, bringing you everything NFL related, and I'm your host Rafael. Today I'm gonna be going over a mock NFL draft, seeing as next Thursday, April 29th, the 2021 NFL draft is going to be happening. The draft is going to occur from April 29th to May 1st. For those of you who don't know, and it's going to be a a three day period in which during those three day periods, I'm gonna be uploading maybe an episode or two, just reviewing the actual draft and seeing and giving you a reaction and thought and my thoughts about who got drafted and whether or not I think that person could be successful on the team that they got drafted to. However, this week I'm going to be doing my own mock draft telling you who I think should be getting drafted to a team and why I think that person would be such a good fit for that team. So without further ado, let's get this two round NFL mock draft started. Okay, so first off, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars this pick was originally intended to be for the New York Jets, but ironically, winning two games, that's right, winning two games, cost them the first round pick. I mean, their first round pick with the number one overall pick. So with the Jacksonville Jaguars, with the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, they need a quarterback. Gardner Minchu was, you know, he was all the hype, the whole mustache thing, the whole slick hair, but his hype is done. And they tried a bunch of quarterbacks this season. That did not work. And so ever since Blake Bortles, they haven't really had any good quarterback. And Blake Bortles wasn't stellar. He was average, right? It's his defense that carried him to the AFC championship back in 2017. And so in this draft this year, they pick up one of the best quarterbacks to have ever been drafted and to have ever been in a draft and even played college football, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence does it all. He's the best quarterback in this draft. Hands down. I mean, there really isn't anything qu- Trevor Lawrence cannot do. He can throw the football deep. He can throw the football short. He can even run with the football. He is agile. He is strong. He has, he could throw the ball deep, right? And so he's basically almost one of the better quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in this draft. And the only really weak thing you can say about him is accuracy. But I I believe that's kind of, you know, Nick picking at the knickknacks of things. And, you know, you could always improve accuracy, a.k.a. Josh Allen. And so I believe, hands down, without a doubt, Trevor Lawrence gets drafted number one overall. Next up, we got the New York Jets as a number two overall pick. They also need a quarterback, seeing as their other quarterback, Sam Darnold, was traded to the. Carolina Panthers. And so with the number two overall pick, they picked the second best quarterback in this draft, who is also the quarterback who had the higher passing rating in the whole country with the 95.5 passer grade. Zach Wilson from BYU. I mean, this kid was was amazing. I mean, if you just look at his arm talent, his unique throws, I mean, he's kind of like a, he reminds me of a smaller like a Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers type of build like he has Russell Wilson frame but with Aaron Rodgers arm talent I mean he's just amazing and I think that you know he could do great things and personally I think with the Jets team and with their new head coach I believe he can succeed more than Trevor Lawrence can don't quote me on that because I don't want to be you know scrutinized or anything but I believe Zach Wilson can succeed more than Trevor Lawrence is gonna succeed Just because he's in the Jets system and not the Jaguar system. So, with that being said, Trevor, I mean, excuse me, Zach Wilson gets drafted number two overall. At number three, we got the San Francisco 49ers who did a trade with the Houston Texans and now they have the number three overall pick. They can go many ways here, you know, they already have Jimmy Garoppolo, so. Some may say, oh, they don't really need a quarterback because they have Jimmy G. You could say that they need a corner because Richard Sherman, as of right now, is undetermined and we don't really know where he's going to go to. Or you can say you need a wide receiver because all you really have is Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. There are a lot of things that you can go for right here that the 49ers can go through. But I think that they need to take care of the quarterback position. Jimmy Garoppolo is not their answer. He is a pretty good quarterback, and I'm not saying that he is not the answer to a quarterback problem. I just feel with the time that he's put in and with the results that he's gotten, he is not their quarterback. Kyle Shanahan is a West Coast guy offense, right? Which means, you know, short passes, um, jet sweeps, all that type of stuff. And with as great as Jimmy Garoppolo is, he's not mobile enough for them to be successful with him, right? We saw what happened in the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, and we saw why Patrick Mahomes was able to beat the 49ers defense. It's because he was able to move around in the pocket. Jimmy Garoppolo cannot move around in the pocket. Not only that, he also gets injured a lot, hence this past season when he missed out for a lot of the season. And so I believe with all that coming into factor, I believe that they go Justin Fields here from Ohio State quarterback. And honestly, I think this is a great choice. He's fast. He had a 92 passing grade. And he also could play very well in the West Coast style offense when they do a jet sweep or even RPOs. And so I feel like Justin Fields is a great addition to the team. And he's even deadlier with his accuracy than he is with his speed. And so I feel like, you know, he could beat any man coverage, whether it's running down deep or throwing the ball down deep. But I maybe the only thing that would really hinder him from being as successful as people might think he could be is his processing speed. Justin Fields, sometimes, whether it's a zone coverage or mixed mass coverage, he might get confused a bit and not know what to do. But I feel like, you know, with a good head coach and a good system like the San Francisco 49ers have, I think they could easily fix that, help him get through it, and make him a star quarterback. So, third overall pick. I had the 49ers taking Justin Fields. Next up, we got the number four overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Atlanta Falcons, they could go a bunch of places here. In my other episodes that I did where I addressed what teams need to pick what positions, I did say that the Falcons need to fix their passing defense, whether it was a corner or a safety, specifically their corners. However, I'm going to be kind of backtracking on what I said going against what I said, which is not usually something I do, but I'm going to do it here. They have an option here. They could go quarterback because Matt Ryan is getting old, right? But I don't think they go quarterback. I don't think so. It's not as big of a need. I think they honestly go tight end. And you have probably one of, if not the best receivers on this team that is still on the board, which is Kyle Pitts. He plays tight end, And he's just a freak of nature, 240 plus pounds, moving the way and running the routes and making the catches that he does from Florida State. I think that they got to pick him up. Right. Having Julio Jones back healthy, having Calvin Ridley, who's coming out to be a star wide receiver, having and then adding Kyle Pitts. That's really going to help Matt Ryan, you know perform better and put up better numbers and potentially even win. And later on in the draft, they can always go for a corner. They can always go for a safety, right? They have an early second round pick. And so they could always do that. But I feel like right now drafting Kyle Pitts and giving him what he wants, which is to be the highest drafted tight end in history at the number four overall pick is what's going to happen. And so I believe Atlanta Falcons with Kyle Pitts still on the board goes Kyle Pitts tight end. Next up we got the Cincinnati Bengals and I was kind of I was kind of stumped by this one because I know the Bengals need an offensive tackle. I know that. I know that. You know that and every other draft analyst in the world knows that that the Cincinnati Bengals need to protect Joe Burrow. I mean, he it's not like he just did not get injured. He got injured this past season. So why not pick up the best tackle in the game, right? No. I don't see them picking up the best tackle in the game just because I believe that there are other good tackles in the game that they could pick up. Maybe not as early, but in the second round, they could definitely go for a tackle. But as for now, I think that they look at a guy like Jamar Chase, a guy who can do it all, who can play slot, who can play outside, and who's one of the best receivers in this draft besides Kyle Pitts. I believe he can do great things, especially when Joe Burrow comes back. You reunite two LSU teammates, and you got today, Taddeus Moss, who plays tight end, who is also with Joe Burrow in LSU and Jamar Chase. I just feel like that's too irresistible not to pick up, and so I think they go Jamar Chase, wide receiver here, also who could replace A.J. Green. Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins, and honestly, I was thinking about Miami Dolphins drafting Jamar Chase if the Bengals did not take him. But I now that I'm concrete set that the Bengals are taking Jamar Chase, I believe that the Dolphins take the player who the Bengals should have taken to many people, and that's Pene Swell. Pene Swell is a freak of nature when it comes to offensive tackle position. I mean, he can just do it all. He's great. He can move well. He's fluent in the movements. He could block well. He, he, he's great, right? I don't want to keep going. You get it. you get the point, right? And so he could be a great pass protector when it comes to protecting Tua's blind side. You know, give Tua the extra extra protection that he needs. And they don't really need a wide receiver now because they did just sign Will Fuller to a four year deal. And yes, Will Fuller is suspended for a part of the season, but once he comes back, they'll have Will Fuller. They'll have. Devonte Parker. They'll have some nice. They'll have Mike Jazeky, right? They'll have some nice. What? They'll have some nice receiving core, and they could also draft a wide receiver later in the rounds. And so I feel like just picking up Pene Swell, someone who can protect Tua, give him more time, and help Tua develop better, would be a great choice. So I see Miami Dolphins taking offensive tackle in that position. Next up, we got the Detroit Lions. Looking at this team and looking at what they need, they need a wide receiver. And they need a defense. Jared Goff has no one. He went from having Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, all these studded receivers and tight ends to having Geronimo Allison and two other non-essential wide receivers, right? They need a wide receiver here. They also need a defense, but they also need a wide receiver because no matter how good your defense is, your wide receivers are also very important to this game. And so I believe picking up one of the best guys in this, get, in this draft class, the guy who won the Heisman Trophy, Devontae Smith, who may be skinny in statue, but don't let that deter you from picking him up early in the draft because he is special, right? There are skinny guys who are also special. And so picking him up too would be great for the d- Lions and would help Jared Goff alleviate some pressure when it comes to playing quarterback. And so I feel like the Lions pick up wide receiver Devontae Smith at number seven the number eight overall pick we got the Carolina Panthers and this is honestly my dark horse here because out of all picks in this draft this is the pick that I struggle with the most when I was first looking at this draft I was like man who are they gonna pick I really didn't think that Kyle Pitts was gonna go at number four because there was trade rumors about how Atlanta Falcons wanted to trade down and get other picks later on and so I thought you know with Atlanta Falcons not picking a number four, Kyle Pitts could fall to Carolina Panthers, because they need a tight end, right? They also need a corner and other stuff, but they also need a tight end more than anything. And so I thought, you know, Kyle Pitts would be a great thing for them. Sam Darnold's gonna have Kyle Pitts. He's gonna have reunited with Robbie Anderson, right? He's gonna have a lot of great weapons, Christian McCaffrey. And so I thought that would be great. But then, you know, Atlanta Falcons trade rumors kind of died down and then Kyle Pitts said that he wanted to be the highest drafted tight end in NFL history, which would have to be drafted at number four. And so I don't see them getting Kyle Pitts anymore, but I do still see them getting a tight end. right? And there are still plenty of other great tight ends, just not as Swiss, Swiss Army knife as Kyle Pitts was. And one of the tight ends that I see them picking up is Pat, and excuse me if I butchered this name, but Pat Freermuth, tight end for Penn State. He was the focal point for the Nan the the Nanani Lions offense this past season before going down with a shoulder injury. Excuse me. He racked up 310 yards and only four games with 23 catches on 37 targets. He's a big guy. He's 260 pounds, but you know he can still move. He can still catch, and he he only played four games and he still has 300 yards. So I believe with the jumbo size guy, they could also pick him up. But then they also have another guy from Notre Dame, tight end. Tommy Tremble, and Tommy Tremble is the highest run-blocking tight end in the country last season, which would be great because, you know, Christian McCaffrey, tight end Tommy Tremble could set up blocks and everything, but I don't think he need a blocking tight end. I think he need a catching tight end like Kyle Pitts would have been, and so the next best thing in this draft is Pat, excuse me if I butcher his last name, Freemurth, so I believe the, tight, the Carolina Panthers go Pat Freemurth, tight end from Penn State. Next up, number 9 overall pick, we got the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos need a quarterback. It's simple as that. They also need a tack- they also need a linebacker and a tackle, but they need a quarterback first round. And they're not going to let a guy like Trey Lance who is basically he's untested, yes, he he's only played for about one or two seasons, but he's great, right? He's he's a good height, he could run well. He's kind of he kind of reminds me of a Lamar Jackson type of thing. And the only really problem is his accuracy. And I understand that may be concerning because Drew Locke had one of the highest percentages in non-catchable balls, but I believe that they can help that Trey Lance could play well with the right team. And so Denver Broncos, they have a good team. Their defense is getting coming together with their corners with Kyle Fuller and everything, Von Miller coming back. And so I think Trey Lance would be the guy to help them out and become a better team. And so I feel like, The Denver Broncos pick up Trey Lance at number nine. Next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys. Now, honestly, I don't even know where to begin with this because every single person who is a Cowboys fan and who is a sports analyst knows that the Cowboy needs to pick a defensive pick, right? They know it, they know it, they know it. But Jerry Jones, just like last year, big old Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, When CeeDee Lamb fell to them, instead of getting a defensive pick, who did they pick? Wide receiver. Now, did it work out in the end? Sort of. CeeDee Lamb is a great wide receiver, right? But they should have gone with a defensive pick. They don't need another wide receiver. They already had Michael Gallup. They had Amari Cooper, right? They don't need another guy who could play wide receiver. But they had him. They did good with him this season. And hopefully, I wish CeeDee Lamb all the luck this season with that coming back. But this year, they, they got to go defensive. And so, they need a corner, right? Their passing defense was atrocious, right? One of the worst. And so, I think they go with the best corner in this league, Patrick Sertain, cornerback from Alabama State. Next up, we got the, the New York Giants, my home team. New York Giants need to protect one thing and one thing only, Daniel Jones. I got to protect him. I got to make sure that he stays healthy, that he doesn't fumble the ball like he normally does. And so finding him a tackle that can really protect his blind spot and make sure that the team has a chance to even drive down the field will be great. And so picking up the next best guy at that position, Rashawn Slater, be a great addition. And so I see them taking Rashawn Slater with a number 11 overall pick. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. They need a wide receiver. They go quarterback here, then they've they've they lost all hope. They already have Jalen Hurts. You build Jalen Hurts around up to your team, now build around him even more. And by picking up a wide receiver after you only really have Jalen Rager and another guy is essential. So picking up Jalen Waddell, who honestly is like a Swift Knight sw- oh, excuse me, who's like a Swift Swiss Army knife wide receiver would be a great addition. I mean, no player in this draft has produced more when given the opportunity. Over his entire career, Waddle has generated more yards per route than any other player in the game. Sadly, we didn't, see the, we didn't get to see his pro day because he had an ankle injury, but that should not stop the Philadelphia Eagles from picking him up, seeing that he's, I predict that he's going to fall into their lap. So I think the Philadelphia Eagles go with Jalen Waddell. Next up, we got the LA Chargers. They need to protect Justin Herbert. Right? He was studded rookie year. They didn't have the season that they want to, mainly because of a bad head coach. And so finding a tackle to protect them would be great and help him give him more protection to launch that ball deep downfield like he normally did. And so picking up Christian Dariusaw from Virginia Tech would be the next best thing, seeing as he had the highest graded pro football focus grade out of any offensive tackle in the Power 5 in 2020. We got the Minnesota Vikings up next, and they need to get pressure on the quarterback. They lost a lot of their edge rushers and finding someone who can really pressure the quarterback and get sacks for them would alleviate the defensive problems that they already have. And so picking up a guy like Quiddy Pay from Michigan would be a great addition edge rusher after the number 14 overall pick. At number 15, we got the New England Patriots. The whole Cam Newton show is over. They resigned him to a one-year deal, but th- that's going to be it, right? Unless he has somehow makes it to the playoffs or even the Super Bowl. Kim Newans out, right? I'm sorry to say it. He was a great guy back in 2015, back when he was in his prime, back when he was Superman. But now he's not the same guy as he used to be, seeing as he has COVID, seeing as he had an arm injury with his shoulder. It, it, unless he bounces back dramatically, I don't see them. I don't see them staying with him. And to prepare for that, I think they pick one of the best pa- pocket passers in this game right now, Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama State. I think Mac Jones would be great for them, right? He, he's a pocket guy, just like Bill Belichick likes. He has great underneath accuracy, just like Tom Brady had. And so I think they're kind of reeling from the whole Tom Brady going away to another team and winning a Super Bowl thing. And so I think picking Mac Jones, you know, letting Cam play for another year and kind of nurturing Mac Jones, getting him into the system, helping him ease out into being a pro football player would be a great addition for them. And so quarterback Mac Jones is my guy for the number 15 pick. Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals could go many choices here. They could go tight end, what they need. They could go interior defensive line. But I think they go corner here, right? I think they need to replace Patrick Peterson. And so picking a corner, there's a lot lot of great corners that are still on the board. Yes, Patrick Sertain came off, but you still got guys like J.C. Horn, Greg Newsome, Caleb Farley, Asante Samuel, Javen Holland. I could go on and on and on, but you get my point. And so my point is, and so overall, I think they pick cornerback J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn is one of the best corners in this draft besides Patrick Sertain. And you can look at all the fouls that he got, even with the relaxed college rules, but I think that, you know, you could easily fix that up and just a whole technique thing and getting trained by guys like Jalen Ramsey and whatnot, it would really help him improve. And so he's also one of the best press corners. And so that's kind of, you know, a good replacement for Patrick Peterson, seeing as he left. And so JC Horn is who I got going to the Arizona Cardinals. Next up, we got the LA rate, the Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me. And they kind of traded away or released their whole offensive line and they really need someone to protect their quarterback and so I think guy like Elijah Vera Tucker from USC would be a great help he had the highest pass blocking grade of any player in the game and so he did it playing guard he did it playing tackle and they both need a guard and a tackle and so having Vera Tucker on their team would be a great addition to the quarterback Derek Carr Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins again. Yes, they had the number six pick. Now they have the number 18 pick in the first round. But the Miami Dolphins having the number 18 pick, I see them going running back here. I mean, they don't really have a stellar running back. And I feel like having a running back would kind of complete their team and give them all the necessary tools to play high caliber football with Tua being their new quarterback as a starter. And so I feel like the best running back in this game Guy from North Carolina, Javante Williams, he has a rare contact balance. I mean, he's broken 76 tackles on 157 carries this past season, and he's broken the most tackles in the game, and he's not even 21 years old. And so with that much talent and what he's been doing, I think that he can be great. I think that they should really take him, and that's what they do. So they take Javante Williams at number 18 for the Miami Dolphins. Next up, we got the Washington football team. The Washington football team have an interesting situation. They have Taylor Heineke. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick. They just got Curtis Samuel. They have their tight end. So what do they really need? Well, their defense is you know, good, but I think it could be better. And like I said in my other episodes, they need a linebacker. They need a linebacker who can kind of hold down the middle center front. Someone who could play behind an already high caliber defensive line. And a guy like Micah Parsons, who is a great linebacker, one of the best in this draft, could be that guy. And if Michael Parsons falls down to them, they should definitely scoop him up. So he could, you know, pl- help bolster their already amazing defense from last season. And so Michael Parsons, linebacker from Penn State, is who I got going to the Washington football team, the number 19th overall pick. With the Chicago Bears picking at number 20, they can go many things here. But I see them going with tackle because... You have Andy Dalton, sorry Bears fans, as your new starting quarterback. And so picking up a guy like Walter Little, who hasn't played since 2019, but he's still a great tackle, and he's only allowed one pressure on a quarterback over his last seven games that he's played. And so I see them picking up Walter Little from Stanford University. 21, we got the Indianapolis Colts, and honestly, they need a wide receiver. Right? They have T.Y. Hilton coming back, but I don't think that's any less of a thing for them to draft a wide receiver. They should go wide receiver here. Why? Because you're know, is you going to have to replace T.Y. Hilton soon. And so picking up one of the best lock receivers in the game, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, Mississippi, would be a great addition. And he's holding 73% of his contested catches over almost 1,200-yard season. And, you know, he would be great addition for the team. So I got Elijah Moore going to the Colts. For the Tennessee Titans, I also see them picking up a wide receiver. So we got two wide receivers going back-to-back. Back. This time, I think they pick up Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. I mean, he doesn't really have a lot of flaws. He's, in his junior year production, he didn't quite stack up against his sophomore year production. But because he, con- he contacted covid And he lost 10 pounds, but he was one of the highest graded wide receivers in the country as a sophomore. And he also led the nation in yards per route from an outside alignment. And so picking up another wide receiver who could run on the outside, just like their previous wide receiver, Corey Davis, did, would be a great addition. So Rashad Bateman, welcome to the Tennessee Titans. Next up, we get the New York Jets. And just like the Jets did, I mean, excuse me, just like the Dolphins did, I also see them picking up a running back here because Le'Veon Bell failed. Frank Gore is getting old as much of a great as he is, and so they need a running back. And so they either got two choices. They got Najee Harris, who's popular for hurdles and stuff like that, and Travis Esteen, who's popular for his speed and whatnot. I see them going with... Now, if... If they want to be smart with this, I think they should go Travis Esteen. Excuse me if I butcher that name. Running back from Clemson. Why? Because... He's a great guy. He, he had a 4-4 four, four speed. He could run. He can even catch, having 550, five, 588 receiving yards last season. And so he's kind of like an Aaron Jones, you know, run, catch, do it all type of guy, right? And so he had 85 runs for over 15 plus yards back in Clemson. That's a great help for the Jets. They need a running back. And so I feel they go running back. Travis, excuse me if I butcher your last name, Itanin from Clemson University. Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I see them going tackle here because, you know, tackle or guard, but probably guard more likely because Ben Roethlisberger, he's kind of getting old, and so they need to protect him. They sign him to a one-year deal, protect him so he doesn't get any more injured than he already looks, and so that way their future quarterback could have a nice protection. So picking up a guy from Ohio State, Wyatt Davis, who played guard, Be a great addition to their team. Next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars again. And this time, they need a safety. They picked their offensive guy. They got a new wide receiver in Marvin Jones from the Lions. They need a safety. Their defense was bad. That's it. There's no good. There's no if. There's no buts or ors or ands about it. They need a safety to protect the deep passes. And Trayvon Moorhig is one of the best safeties in this draft. And so I feel like he goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns at 26. And the Cleveland Browns, by far, are my favorite team in this offseason. Not only did they, they started this offseason right away, they picked up John Johnson, the third best safety in the game. They picked up Troy Hill, who is a key part in the scoring defense with the L.A. Rams and who plays excellent slot corner. Then they also picked up Malik Jackson and another guy from the Atlanta Falcons who also plays D-line. They also picked up a linebacker from the Indianapolis Colts, right? And so they picked up all the positions that they needed to fix on defense. But I still think they go defense here. I still think they go linebacker too, right? Linebacker would be a great help. They could always use more linebackers, seeing as they only, only, they only really picked up one guy. And so I feel like Jeremiah Owosu koroma excuse me if I butchered your name excuse me if I butchered your last name from Notre Dame, could be one choice that they go with. However, Xavier Collins from Tulsa is probably the better choice. He stands at 6'5", 265 pounds, and so he's not physically limited anyway. He had a 93 cover grade by Tol- for Tulsa, and he can cover very well. And so I feel like between Xavier Collins and Jeremiah Owusu, I feel like, you know, Xavier Collins did earn a higher passing grade, but... Jeremiah Osu does have that more versatile, more instincts, and just more that kick, that more explosive energy. And so, taking back what I just said right there, I'm going with Jeremiah Osu Koroma. Excuse me, if I but- butchered your last name. To the Cleveland Browns linebacker from Notre Dame. Next up, we got the Ravens. The Ravens need a wide receiver. It's as simple as that, right? Need a wide receiver. They have Sandy Watkins. And I think they go wide receiver here. And so picking up a guy like Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU who kind of filled up the role that Justin Jefferson left on the team would be a great guy. He's a great slot receiver. He's not even 23, 21 years old. Excuse me. He had 23 touchdowns on 94 catches. He studded. They got to pick him up, right? That's it. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints. They need a corner. Janonius Jenkins left. A lot of their defense left. They could go into your D-lineman because of Trey Hendrickson or an edge rusher later on. But I think right now they got to go corner. And picking up a guy like Greg Newsom II will be a great addition to the team. And the only really bad thing about him is that we didn't really get to see much of him last year. But he only allowed 12 catches on 34 targets for less than 100 yards. And so he's a great corner and they should really pick him up in the draft. So I see them picking up Greg Newsom II. Next up, we got my home team, the Green Bay Packers. Now, I originally thought that they needed to pick an offensive tackle, like a center or a guard or, you know, a tackle. But they their offensive line is so versatile. Elton James can play center, guard, tackle. He can do it all. They're like a Swiss Army knife and offensive players and offensive blocking. I mean, excuse me for that brain fart I just had there. So I don't really think they need to go offensive position, offensive lineman first. So they either need a wide receiver or a corner. And this is going to be hard for me because I don't know who they would pick up here. right? I don't know if the Packers want to listen to the people and listen to the fans and be smart with this. But I don't think they go wide receiver here. As much as I would love for them to go wide receiver, I don't think they go wide receiver. Why do I think that? Because they only signed Kevin King to a one-year deal, meaning that if he doesn't perform well, he's not going to play again next season after. So I think it, I think a guy like Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech who did have back surgery, but he's still a great corner, right? He has excellent speed, and the only thing that he really lacked is press coverage. But we all know that Kevin King wasn't good at press coverage, so we don't got to worry about that one, right? And so, excuse me. Sorry about Kevin. Sorry about that, Kevin King. Love you, man. I understand you had a hard time. Keep balling out. You do you. But I think they pick up Caleb Farley here, seeing as besides Kevin King and besides Jair Alexander, they have less of a depth in corners and pass defenders than they do in wide receivers. And so Caleb Farley corner goes to the Green Bay Packers. For the Buffalo Bills, it's simple. They need an interior D lineman. And why not pick up the best one in the draft? Christian Barrymore from Alabama State. With the Kansas City Chiefs, they need to protect Patrick Mahomes, right? Simple as that. We saw what happened in the Super Bowl. He was running around for his life. And so I think that they go with Tevin Jenkins here, tackle from Oklahoma State, who had the third best ranking in pro football, according to Pro Football Focus. Finally, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to conclude the first round in, the, in this two-round draft. Honestly, they don't really need much. They managed to keep all their star guys Except for Antonio Brown, but you don't really need a wide receiver here. I think they go interior defensive lineman just in case Nick dominant Sue gets injured or maybe can't play for the next season. And so why not pick up Aleem McNeil from North Carolina State, who had the highest run defense among any of the defensive tackles this past season. Like I just said, that concludes the first round of this draft. If you don't want to keep listening, please keep listening. Because we got a whole nother round going up. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars again. No surprise there. And so stay tuned. Keep listening. And let's go through picks number 33 all the way to 64. The Jacksonville Jaguars picking up again. I think they go tackle here. They got to protect Trevor Lawrence. They, their new quarterback. And so picking up a guy like Dylan Radna, excuse me, would be a great addition for the team. Even though he is kind of slim for the New York Jets, I see them going corner, right? Um I just think that, you know, a guy like Asante Samuel, he he may be a little smaller, but he could be a great help in the defense and their head coach was also a defensive coordinator and I think they're going to he's going to see great value in Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State and so I think they go corner with Asante Samuel Jr. With the Atlanta Falcons picking up number 35, I think they get an edge rusher, none other than Jason Owe from Penn State. There's not much to say about him. He was one of the greatest edge rushers in this draft, besides a guy like Galen Phillips from Miami, Florida. And he may not have recorded a sack, but he still impacted hugely in the rush. And honestly, now that I'm looking at it, excuse me, I think I'm going to go back on what I just said. I think I'm gonna go with Jalen Phillips because Jalen Phillips put 42 pressures and had an 86.6 overall grading. And so he may not, he may have all the physical tools, but he does get injured. But I still, I still think that they take him from the Miami, from University of Miami, excuse me, Florida. And so Jalen Phillips goes to the Atlanta Falcons. Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins once again. Now they picked a halfback. They pick their tackle. What do they need now? They need a defense. They need a guy who can get after the quarterback, and that's why I think Jason Oway goes to seeing that. You know, he may not be able to get a sack, but he can still pressure the quarterback a lot, like he was able to do back in Penn State. Or you can get Aziz Ojari. Excuse me if I butchered that name. If you're li- if you ever listen to this, or who anyone else is who listened to this, but Aziz o Uj- Olari from Georgia State, who's 250 pounds, and he had a 90 overall grading, the 6 in the game, and he's just, you know, he could play three downs, and he's great at the position, and so I think they actually pick him up from Georgia State. With the Philadelphia Eagles going next, I think this is where they go corner. Um, or even linebacker, honestly. They can do many things here. Um, I think linebacker would probably be the the position that they need the most seeing it that they have never really addressed it and picking up guys like Nick Bolton or Xavier Collins, especially Xavier Collins would be a great guy. As I said, from Tulsa because he could just cover almost anything. And so Xavier Collins is who I'm going with for the Philadelphia Eagles. Next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals. They picked up Jamar Chase. Now they got to protect Joe Burrow. Like I said before, that should have been a priority, but that's not going to happen. And so they go with Samuel, Cosme from Texas State, who had the ninth best rating in tackle, and he was one of the more better better battle-tested tackles in the class. The Carolina Panthers picking again, I think that they go corner here, right? Um, I think that it's important for them to you know, help Deontay Jackson out, and so picking up a guy like Javon Holland, who has played safety and who has played corner, could be a great addition for them. Next up with the Denver Broncos picking at number 40, I think they go tackle or even linebacker actually, excuse me, and they might actually go linebacker here. Yeah, I think they go linebacker here mainly because, you know, that's one of the more lacking pieces in defense and that would help complete their defense. And so with Nick Bolton still being on the board as a linebacker and probably one of the better linebackers in this draft, I mean, there is also Jamin Davis, right? You have Jabril Cox right from LSU and looking at all these people and all these players. I think Jamin Davis from the Kentucky, from university of Kentucky with who had an 81.6 grade is going to go to the Denver Broncos at number 40. Next up, we got the Detroit lions, the Detroit lions looking at a defensive pick right here. Why? Because they don't have a defense anymore. They don't have Darius Slay. They don't have a defense. So I think they go edge rusher here. And they pick up Jason Owea, who may not, like I said, may not have had a sack, but he could still get pressure. And I think this is where he falls to, to the Detroit Lions at number 41. Next up, we got the New York Giants. I think they go edge rusher here. They picked up their tackle, one of the better tackles in the game. And they need a guy who can also rush the quarterback. And help bolster their defense that would surprisingly was played pretty well last season and picking up a guy like Gregory Rosaru R- Roussu, excuse me from Miami University of Miami could be a great guy because he ex- he explodes off the line he had 16 sacks in his freshman year and so you know I think he could be great with the Giants and be a great addition to the team the 49ers drafting next after they picked up Justin fields who did, who should they go with I think wide receiver. And they need a wide receiver who can kind of, you know, play well, right? They need a wide receiver who can do a lot of the stuff that they want them to do. And there are guys like Kadarius Toney and Rondell Moore, but I don't think they need a wide receiver like that. I think they need a deep threat wide receiver. And I think Diami, Diami Brown from North Carolina, he just wins downfield. He just he catches almost anything, right? He may not be gifted physically like A.J. Brown is or DK Metcalf is but he's great when it comes to winning downfield passes and so that's what they need and so I feel like he gets picked to the San Francisco 49ers. Next up we got the Dallas Cowboys once again. Who do they go with here? Guess what? They go with either a corner or a safety because they still need a defensive pick. You hear that Jerry Jones? You still need a defensive pick. Don't go offense like you did last year. And so I think that picking up Elijah Molden from Washington is one of the better choices for a safety position because they don't really have a safety anymore. And I think he would be a great addition to help protect their passing defense and also help their already bad, atrociously bad passing defense. So I see Elijah Molden from Washington, safety going to the Dallas Cowboys at number 44. With the Jacksonville Jaguars picking once again, yes, that's right. Once again, the Jacksonville Jaguars are picking. They already picked. They already picked. Excuse me, Trevor Lawrence with the first round overall pick. After Trevor Lawrence, they took safety. After safety, they took tackle. So, what do they go with here? They have everything that they need except for tight end. And tight end will complete all the needs that they would need in a draft. And so I feel like picking a guy like Tommy Tremble, who had the best running black, running block grade, and have all the tight ends, especially with a guy like Robinson in your backfield, will be a huge addition to the team and be a great accessory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Next up, we got the New England Patriots once again. They have their Mac Jones. Now what do they need? And I think they need a corner, right? Stephon Gilmore is on his last year. And there may be rumor. There has been rumors of him wanting to get traded or getting transferred, and so they need another corner. And so picking up a corner like Tay Gowan from UCF would be a great addition. He only has one season of major college football back in 2019 after opting out this past season, but he had an 80.1 coverage grade and he only allowed 20 receptions for over 270 for over. For Not over, excuse me, for 274 yards on 50 targets, which is pretty good for only one year. And so I believe Tay Gowan goes at number 46 to the Patriots. Next up, we got the LA Chargers. They got their They got their protection and Christian Derrissaw from Virginia Tech as tackle. Now I think they go corner here, right? Casey Hayward left them, meaning they need a corner to play. They got guys like Aaron Robinson, Calvin Joseph. Ifatim and Melifonu, excuse me if I completely butchered that name. Eric Stokes, right? Guys who could really play defense. So, who do I think the Chargers pick up? Well, I think they go with the guy who i most butchered his name. If, if, if I toe, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering this. If I Melifonu, that is completely wrong, but he plays corner, he's at Syracuse. He had a 78.8 rating, and I believe he's going to the LA Chargers to replace Casey Hayward. Next up for the Las Vegas Raiders, they got their protection in Elijah Vera Tucker from USC, but and so now I think they go either corner or safety, corner or safety. I think they go safety here, and picking up a guy like Jamar Johnson would be you know great. He's a high-end coverage safety. And you won't find a safety with a better ball production per snap in the class. And so he's over 406 career coverage snaps. He's picked off seven of those passes, and he's broken up six passes from the endos pile. And so I think he's a great guy from Indiana, and that's who they go with with the 48th pick. Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals, and I think they go interior D linemen here. They picked up their corner earlier in the draft. And so getting a guy like Milton Williams, who had a 90.8 overall rating, would be a great guy and help guys like J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones and other defensive linemen and other linebackers who rush the quarterback improve the game and rushing the quarterback. Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Miami Dolphins, they picked up Penny Swill, right? They picked up Javante Williams they picked up their edge rusher, right? So now with picking up a tackle and picking up a halfback and picking up an edge rusher, I think they go guard here, right? Why not add an extra O-lineman, right? That doesn't help. That doesn't hurt, right? And so having a guy like Kendrick Green from Illinois as one of the most explosive offensive linemen in this draft play guard for Tua would be a great help in protecting Tua, and that's who I think they go with right here at number 50. At number fifty-one, we got the Washington Football Team. Now they picked linebacker. They picked linebacker previously, excuse me. And so, who do they go with here? I think they go with wide receiver. And honestly, I think they pick up Rondale Moore. Um, he's a great slot guy. He's one of the better slot guys. He's fast, and he may be small, right? But you know, he he can get open, right? And his his speed his speed is nothing to be taken. Taken, you know, slightly off, and so I think they go Rondell Moore here, wide receiver from Purdue University. Next up, we got the Chicago Bears. You already got your protection for, sadly, sorry Bears fans, Andy Dalton with Walker Little. So who do you go with here? Corner. You have to go corner. You lost your, you already you lost Kyle Fuller. So I think they go Aaron Rob, not Aaron Robertson, excuse me. And I see them going Tyson Campbell. From Georgia State. Next up, we got the Tennessee Titans at number 53. Originally, they picked a wide receiver with the name of Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Now, I feel like they gotta go, they gotta get protection, right? And so, picking a, a guy like Alex Leatherwood from Alabama would be a great help. He's, he's excellent in the run game, and that's what they specialize in. And so, picking him up, huge addition and huge hugely great draft pick for the Tennessee Titans. and number 54, I see the Indianapolis Colts also going tackle because, you know, when, when Carson Wentz came to the Colts, he came to the Colts with the assumption that, A, he was going to be playing with a good team and a head coach that once almost led him into the MVP conversation, and also that he was going to get protected, right? They have Quinton Nelson as guard, but they need a tackle. Right, And so protecting Carson Wentz so that he stays healthy and can play well is great. And so Jackson Carriman is one of the guys who I think is going to be a part of that offensive lineman and protecting Carson Wentz. Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 55. And honestly, they need a running back, right? They need a running back. And why not pick a guy like Najee Harris from Alabama who is great at hurtling. He had an 89.8 rating. And he's been one of the best running backs in the league in this past couple of years for college. And so I feel like with the replacement of James Conner after he left to Arizona, they go Najee Harris at number 55. Next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks picking for the first time in this draft, seeing as they do not have a first round pick. Hell, they only have three picks this draft. So, good luck to them. And to make the most out of it, they got to pick up a tackle. They got to pick up a guard or a tackle here. And so, because Russell Wilson is tired, tired of getting thrashed around with the most sacks by any quarterback. And so, picking up a guy like Liam Itchenberg, for example, who has one of the best guards in the league who could be the best guard in the NFL as they say by Pro Football f- Focus be a great addition for Russell Wilson and that's who I see them taking Liam Itchenberg from Notre Dame tackle. And number 57 we got the LA Rams who also is picking are picking for the first time too and honestly I see them going linebacker here. You know, Nick Bolton, he's a great guy. He's instinctive, he could play the coverage, he could run the ball, he could excuse me, he could block the run properly, right? And so he may be a little small, but he had two interceptions and 11 pass breakups over his span in playing linebacker. And so from Missouri State, Missouri I see State, the LA Rams picking up Nick Bolton. With the number 58 overall pick, the wide receiver, excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens, I feel like they go tackle here, right? They got to protect Lamar Jackson and they got to give him more time to throw the ball and stuff like that. So a guy like Brady Christine from BYU, who had. The highest rating in tackle back in 2020 would be a great pick for them. He is on the older side at 24, but he's still dominant in the game. And so picking him up would be a great addition. And honestly, a steal, if you ask me, for the Baltimore Ravens. Next up, you got the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, I think here, they go edge rusher. They have Miles Garrett and they have Jadavian Clowney. But I think Jadavian Clowney, if he doesn't perform well... He's obviously not going to be on the team anymore, cause he, seeing as he only has a one-year, $10 million contract. And so a guy like Carlos Bashman Jr. or Ronnie Perkins or Peyton Turner, so on and so on, could be great. But I think Ronnie Perkins is from Oklahoma, who had a thir- 90.4 rating, the third highest by Pro Football Focus, is the best addition here. He's the only edge rusher in this class who earned a run defense and a pass rushing defense over a 90 back in 2020. And he's been starting ever since his freshman year back in 2018. And he's taken massive steps forward in his game production over the past couple of years. The only problem is we only saw him for only 262 snaps, which isn't a lot, though may it sound like a lot. But I think, you know, having a year under Cleveland Brown on the practice squad, whether it be or even the bench, could help him really improve and get tips from guys like Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. So if Jadavion Clowney does come out, then he can go into the rotation. And so Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, defensive end, is the guy for the Cleveland Browns at number 59. At number 60, we got the New Orleans Saints. And the New Orleans Saints have an interesting choice here. They picked corner before, and honestly, I see them going with Carlos Bashman Jr., As an edge rusher, they lost Trey Henderson, and they need a guy who can play, who can get after the quarterback. And so, you know, picking up picking up Carlos Bashman Jr. would be a great help. But also, a wide receiver could be a great help too. And I think now that you don't have Drew Brees, however, I think it's safe to say that you know you could. You don't really have to rely on wide receivers carrying. And so I feel like Carlos Bashman Jr. goes to the New Orleans Saints. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bills at number 61. And I see them going with a corner here, right? They, I think Tredavious White is great. but Besides him, they don't really have much left behind him. And so picking up a corner would be a great help to this defense. And a guy like Ann Robinson or Kelvin Joseph or Eric Stokes and so on and so on could be a great addition to the team. And I think Eric Stokes from Georgia could be a great guy. He has a low 4.3 speed and he's been one of the stingiest corners in college football for the past three seasons. But he only allowed this season 16 of 28 targets for only 145 yards and four interceptions. So, I think that's a great addition for them. And that's who I think they go with, with the number 61 overall pick, Eric Stokes from Georgia State. Next up, we got my Green Bay Packers again. And I'll admit, I've been a bit biased in this draft. So, in this draft, at this pick, I'm going to give you two options. If Kadarius Tawny is still on the board, and that's a big if, I see the Packers taking him immediately, right? And the reason why I say if is because. The only guy who I really, the only player who I, the, there's only two teams that I really see picking up Kadarius Toney before the Packers could get them. Either the Washington football team or, more specifically, the New Orleans Saints. One of those two teams, I believe, may pick up Kadarius Tony first. And so if that is the case, if Kadarius Tony is off the board before the Packers get to him, I feel like Jabril Cox is the next guy who they go for, linebacker from LSU. However, if he is still on the board by the time the Packers pick with a number 60 overall, 62 overall pick, they pick Kadarius Tony. I mean, he's great. He can play great route running. He can play in the slot, and he's just electric when he has the ball in his hands. And so picking a Kadarius Tony is who I'm going to go with first. But as I said, they go with a linebacker, maybe preferably Jabito Cox, if not another linebacker who could protect the run defense. Guys like. Monty Rice, Baron Browning, or Jabril Cox, like I said. But in this case, I'm going wide receiver, and that's Canarius Tony from Florida State. Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. They picked a tackle to protect, to protect Patrick Mahomes. Excuse me for that brain fart. But now I think they go defense here, and I think they go edge rusher. They didn't really get much pressure on Tom Brady on the Super Bowl as they did Against him, and so a guy like Peyton Turner or Joseph Osasi could be a great addition. But Peyton Turner is who I believe that they go with in this draft, and I think that you know he can be a great addition. He can play all three downs, and he had a ninety grade pass rushing last season before he got injured. And so I think they go with him from University of Houston. And finally, with the number sixty four overall pick. I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to pick a safety, and that safety is going to be Richie Grant. Because just in case one of their safeties gets hurt or they don't perform as well, not saying they don't, but just in case they don't, Richie Grant, you're going to the to Buccaneers. And that's who – and so that concludes my draft. Um, It was – I believe I did good in my draft, right? I'm, I believe I did good. I believe that, you know – That this was a good draft. And so, I think that a lot of teams are going to be picking for defensive picks and even offensive linemen. I think offensive linemen is one of the biggest, you know, needs in this draft for a lot of teams. And so, I feel like offensive linemen are going to fly off the board, especially tackles and guards. Especially tackles, more of. And so, I think that's something to look out for. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the draft goes. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that next week I'm going to be doing reviews on the draft, the actual draft themselves. And so stay tuned for that. But until then, I hope you guys, you know, enjoy today's episode. I hope you guys are staying safe. Get vaccinated. Don't be dumb. Don't listen to conspiracy theorists and people who don't understand what they're saying. Go get your vaccine. Go get tested for COVID. Stay safe. Enjoy life and peace out. This was Sideline Talk and have a great day.